0: Cool. Okay, my guest today. I I I am so grateful. I'm so floored by the guests that come on here, and you 100% included. Um, my guest just put out a, a, a film that is up for an Oscar, Puss in Boots. Yeah. <gasps> uh. And then, and also, but I guess known for uh, your character Guillermo mm-hmm. and what we do in the shadows. Which I'm, I want to talk to you a lot about, but let me introduce you to the impeccable Harvey Guillen. Thank yeah, you.
1: Ah. Ah. that was a very nice <laughs> intro. Thank you. That's two things that, that was, you've things. done, and that was the first time I've ever heard Academy Award-winning film nomination. I was like, that's right, that is true. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yeah, just got nominated. Just got nominated,
0: and you just um presented at the Golden Globes yeah with no big deal Selma Hayek we're like
1: best friends whatever
0: I mean Harvey <laughs> what for real though because we watched it because I think you were there the day you were at our house mm-hmm. and we'll get to that in a second but you were at our house the day I think th- that night you went to the Golden Globes isn't that correct? I think or is it was the next day? The
1: next day. The I next think I day I just gone back to town. Okay. Because I had to fly, I was in Spain and they were like, You're gonna present the Golden Globes. And I was like, When? And they're like, Um, like next week. So I get <laughs> here. And I was like, Oh, and so I had to get back home last minute and I was supposed to go to London and then I got cut off short. Uh but for a good reason, you know, the Golden Globes. And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go. And then I got here and I had like one day. Yeah. And I remember um we had a photo shoot uh with a lovely partner and it was just so great to like be on the go like i love being on the go like it's like we got a photo shoot then we got gonna do this and then the next day it was the globes and i was like kind of freaking out because i think we hadn't found my suit yet like i think we were like running around looking for like because it was so last minute and it's just hard to have a designer who wants to like design for a full figure guy you know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really i was it like is. just
0: ask me i'll do it yeah well it.
1: Uh, yeah but you will not want to wear it but i'll do it right that's the thing i think a lot of people say they want to do it and they'll do it and then you see the caliber and they're like that's that's a that's a tarp that you put together <laughs> yeah but you'll wear it right and it's like i don't i don't think i want to wear that um but yeah it was the last minute we put something together it was great loved you know what i ended up with and then got to present. Selma Hayek, it was insane. Yeah.
0: Well, and correct me if I'm wrong on this too, but I think the Golden Globes put together like a, um, a script for you and Selma, right? That was yeah. pretty
1: dry. <laughs> they put a script together and it was, you know, I think they have a lot on their plate. They're like working really hard. And I think I read it and I was like, oh, it's pretty simple. And they're like, what do you have any ideas? Let us know. Hmm? So I was like, oh, how about, you know, I threw an idea out and uh, they're like, yeah, that's really funny. We like that. And they're like, mm, I rehearsed it. Um, Salma didn't get to rehearse it because she was flying from Europe and I think she had to catch a different flight and so she missed the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and then I got to the rehearsal and I, after the rehearsal she called me I was like, hi Harvey, I just got down and was just like, so we have to talk about the script, you know? And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah she's like, I changed it. And she's like, they, they like it, do you like it? She goes like, yeah, it's funny, but I don't know, I feel like we have to be something different, you know? And it's like, okay, I'm open to ideas. And then so she was like brainstorming and and we kind of, you know, went back and forth. When I tell you that we're just rehearsing kind of like improv at the Golden Globes, like I was sitting next to her, she's like, okay, how about you say, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. And then by the time we did it, it was so seamless, but I don't think we said one word that was on a (laughs) teleprompter. I
0: mean, does that give you the like the heebie-jeebies in yeah, your stomach that you were improvising? I was like,
1: whoa! But we improvised, but it was already structured because we had sat down with each other, and she, you know, and her, her and I were just going back and forth, like, okay, then I'll say, and then you should, and then okay, and then, okay, and then well, that's it. And she goes, yeah, I think that's it, and it was great. And then even people came up to us, you know, afterwards, um, kind of like Darcy from A *League of Their Own*. She came up to me. She's a friend of mine. And she was like, I was gonna call you and say, did you that? Was, did you guys write that? That was so good. <laughs> that was really good. You guys like, how- did you guys even rehearse that? And I was like, would you believe that we rehearsed that just improv next to each other and then we just went on stage and did it? And then she was like, because that was really funny. And it was funny. You know, it was funny and it was natural. And I think that's what's good about award shows is that you mm-hmm. want to see someone present where it's not too buttoned up and structured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's always fun. We have a comedian go up there and be funny and naturally funny. And yes, there's good to have structure and you know from beginning to middle and end, but it's always just funner when it feels... That it just came out organically, you know? Yeah. yeah. Have you always been funny? Like, have you always? I didn't know I was funny. <laughs> uh, I don't think I knew <laughs> I was funny until, like, we moved a lot when I was little. So whenever we moved to a new school, um, I just made jokes. Like, I just made jokes because I was obsessed with, like, The Simpsons. And I would do voices and recreate stuff. And sometimes i get in trouble 'Cause sometimes I recreate like Family Guy and that was not cool, like when you're in <laughs> elementary school. I mean, I thought it was cool and then the students thought it was cool, but Mr. Miller didn't think it was cool. So I would get in trouble with that. But that's what I would have just mimic or make a joke or my timing just got better with watching classics like, you know, The Simpsons and cartoons and whatnot. But I didn't know until I moved around that laughter is what kind of, you know, is the international language. Mm-hmm. Like you can connect to people from around the world without even speaking you know that language specifically but just comedy just for physical comedy you know so I realized that like you can make someone laugh with physical comedy and just facial expressions and that can take you to the furthest places of your imagination you know so it was great yeah, yeah. so
0: I, mean, I guess so it sounds like when you were a kid in grade school I guess and you grew up here in Los Angeles
1: yeah I was born and raised in Los Angeles okay. people think that's weird because Angelinos <laughs> are rare you know we're kind of like rare Creatures like unicorns, you know. Yeah. But I grew up uh, in SGV, San Gabriel Valley. But I was born in Orange County. Yeah. And whenever I say Orange County, people always think, like, oh, like the OC. And I was like, no, not the, <laughs> the other side of the tracks. <laughs> like, I grew up on the other side. And people are like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, where that character was from. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so I was born there. We moved to SGV. We moved a lot. We moved to Vegas when I was little as well. My dad worked for construction company. So yeah. we moved a lot wherever like the work was, you know. So I spent like a year here and a year there. But everywhere I went, I, like, made, like, friends. And it was so funny because I always feel like a, a GI because I would go to a new school and I have letters from my old school. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, look at that. Cindy lost a tooth. And she's selling, like, cookies, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, like, yeah. go through the letters of these kids who would send me stuff. And they're like, you know, dear Harvey, I hope you're having a good time in your new school. You're missed. And that was, like, <laughs> the teacher made, like, an assignment for them to write a letter. But I'd be going through all these letters. and Like, oh, look at that. They grew up. You know, they got taller. Next one. And just, like... Going through a mailbox of like, you know, like if I was off at war or something, <laughs> looking yeah. letters of my like sweetheart or something. And uh, and it was nice because then I became friends uh, with people that um, investing in friendship is like hard, you know, and especially at mm-hmm. that age. It means the world to you. Yeah. So I remember being friends with my best friend in fourth grade. And then to this day, we're still best friends. Mm. So it's kind of crazy because if you really want to invest in a friendship, you make the time no matter if you move or not and whatnot. And I remember moving like at least two more times after I went to that school and yeah. somehow found a way back to nearby or close adjacent to. And then eventually we went to high school together. And then it was. Yeah. So if it's meant to be. It's meant to be.
0: <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So you went to high school in St. Gabriel Valley as well. I yeah.
1: went to St. Gabriel High School. Yeah.
0: OK. So for, OK. So in high school, did you do were you in were you in drama? Were you still a class clown? Were oh, you...
1: yeah. High school was like where I really wanted to study the craft. And I was like, I want to be a real thespian, a real actor. And I just, I really kind of did, I did every school play.
0: Mm-hmm. Every
1: school play. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if I had two lines, the lead or whatnot. It didn't matter. It was, I wanted to be in every school play. And that was my only way I can get training, really. Yeah. Like we couldn't afford to like send me to tap or you know jazz or ballet or whatever. Yeah. But I sent myself to those classes because I knew that At a young age, I wasn't privileged like a lot of my peers Mm -hmm. because they go to their parents, and they ask for like $12.50 for an improv class and they give them a 20 and they keep the change. And I would go to my mom and I was like, no tenemos dinero, we don't have money for that, you know? Mm -hmm. But she said, I didn't say you couldn't do it. I said, if you can find your own way, you can do whatever you want in this life. And so like, I paid for my own classes. Like I collected cans out of trash cans till I paid for my first improv class. So, you know, if you wanna do it, you're gonna do it. And I feel like it's, it's not about talent. I feel like at the end of the day, talent is good, and everyone who is in this industry should have some amount of talent. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: I'd say a lot. Is yeah, it yeah.
1: It's about. It's <laughs> like talent. I feel like in this town is so easy to come by because everyone's so talented. There's so much talent. It's oozing out of this town. Musicians and dancers and comedians and all like these people. It's not about talent. It's about tenacity. Mm-hmm. It's the other T. Mm-hmm. Talent is a dime a dozen. I feel like there's so much talent. I could name so many people who can dance circles around me. Can people who I think you know are better singers than me? I could name them, but it's not about talent. It's about tenacity yeah. and keeping that like you know goal in your head of like keep going, keep going, keep going. So that'll overpower the talent any day.
0: Yeah was that an eightly in you or is that like that, that drive, I guess, the drive, the ambition? Was that was that something that like you that, had a
1: fire in you already? Yeah, I think it was always in me and especially growing up and having to prove yourself, you know, just yeah. like over and over. And also growing up and, you know, dealing with your sexuality and being queer and also being Mexican and being plus size. These were always things that I was told at a young age, even in high school from like drama teachers that these were all strikes against me. They were always asking me, can I lose the weight? Try not to be so, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, don't, what? And they're like, <laughs> you "No, know, just say, what? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not following. And it's like, no, just.
0: That f- doesn't even
1: track Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I don't understand. And I, you know, and like, ignorance is bliss, I guess you could say, because I was so like in my own world that I was like, I don't see anything wrong with the way that I am, you know? But it wasn't until someone else pointed out what my shortcomings were or my flaws that I was like oh is that bad oh it's bad you know and it's like unless you're like tall and thin and you know that's already bad you know it's like oh okay well what about oh that's also bad well okay but I'm also oh and you're Mexican okay 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 and it's just like just seeing this like constant like you know bashing of like who I was and how I wasn't uh, worthy and it was like, that really annoyed me so at a young age I was like I have nothing like I literally have nothing so I have nothing to lose
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have nothing to lose and everything to gain and so at that age I was like anything any accomplishment any accolade any uh, role that I get now is already a win anything so I always say whenever I book something it's like winning the lottery yeah. for an actor every time you book something you won the lottery Because you outbeat how many thousands of other actors for that role? Mm -hmm. How many other voice actors for that voice role, for that commercial, for that gig? You won the lottery. And every time you do win the lottery, you should celebrate. And that gives you that energy for the next stepping stone in the right direction.
0: Do you know how rare that is, Harvey? Like, that you celebrate the every win? Because in this town, you'll hear, like, so many people get jaded. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll get something, and it's like... Like blase, or they, you know, like it is such. Oh, you're like a pearl, a a giant ocean that is LA that still celebrates for real. Like that, that is a gift, you know. And And I, I, yeah,
1: yeah, and I love it. I mean, we were driving today, yeah, and it never gets lost on me. Like there's a poster on the side of a billboard, you know, or whatever on the side of a bus, (laughs) and I'm like, "Pussy boots," you know, and like I'm a child. I'm still a child because it's like watching. (laughs) my work is like on a billboard and like I'm that character and I can point that character out. And, and, and to say that is like, cause you don't know when the next billboard is going to be. Yeah. So you have to enjoy the billboard now and you have to enjoy the moment now. And yeah, it's been on, you know, up on the wall for like two months now, but it doesn't get old. It never gets old. It could be up there for two years and it's like the crapitude of like of a billboard, but I would celebrate it. Cause it's like, you just, you have to celebrate it. I never want to be in a place where I don't celebrate it because then it's no longer fun and it's no longer a passion it's now become a job and a burden you know yeah and if that's, if you're doing something because you're obligated to or you're forced to then and you're not happy then you're probably doing the wrong thing
0: yeah and is that how you know i mean just because of what you talked about like that kind of constant flow of enthusiasm and excitement yeah. i mean is that is that kind of how you like you're like this i know where i'm this is exactly where i'm supposed to be yeah Because of that spark that you get.
1: Yeah, because I still feel it. Like, I still feel that I still get those butterflies. I still feel that I get excited about a billboard. I still... I'm
0: excited because you're excited. (laughs) Do you understand? Like, I'm listening to you talk. I'm like, yes, put some
1: boots. Yeah. And it's exciting to be in a place that you are allowed to be excited. You are. uh, This business is, like, fickle. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like the highs are high and the lows are low. And so when you are in a high, it's like... Don't forget that because it's like you have to remember how great that high was and how good you feel about, you know, the accomplishment you made when it's a dry season, you know, or when it's like mm-hmm. a slow season, you know. And yeah. I think sometimes because we throw those accomplishments, like, yes, we're on a high roll and it's going to last forever and it's going to be every day. And hopefully it does happen every day and it goes forever. But if it doesn't, don't forget that feeling because when you need to be reminded later on, when you're down on your luck or you're having to be like, Man, I haven't worked in a while. Remember that one time that you had that, you know, it's like just try to get back there again. Yeah. And don't don't get discouraged. And use that as your own uh, you know, um ammunition to like actually gear towards like the right direction and, and fire up. Like it's like go, keep going, keep going, keep going don't stall cuz it's like this trains already in motion. Yeah. And it's already in motion and when you meet people along the way, they either join you on that ride, it's like, it's moving. Are you coming? You know, are you coming? It's get moving. on or get it, off. Kind of get off. Because sometimes you allow people to whisper in your ear, or you allow, like, your insecurities, and it starts stalling the train. Yeah. And it starts less steam, and it starts, like, slowly, like, coming to a halt. Because you were your own conductor. <laughs> yep. And you conducted yourself to a creepy, weird, dark hole <laughs>
0: A like cave somewhere. no town nearby, <laughs> like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And
1: you're like, why did I stop here? Like, yeah. why did I stop the train here? Keep the train going. And whoever's going to join along the way, they're going to jump on and join you. And some people leave you along the way and some people jump off. And that's okay. You are in motion and in motion you should stay.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're
1: going to be a rocket. You aren't even gotten started. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's
0: great. Like, you know, you are where you are because, I mean, even just listening to you talk, you're so magnetic that that's the deal. Like if you're that bright and that positive, like you can't help but to uh, it leak over into I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I want to get on the train. I want to get on the train. <laughs> yeah,
1: <I'm laughs> Let train. me on the train. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: I do. And I, I, as another artist, I do know what it feels like to kind of get stuck in that cave. You're like, mm-hmm. why did I even take this trip? Why did I even start the train? Mm-hmm. You know, like and so, you know, so I guess when you get when the train has stopped for you. Right, and because as every artist, every actor, Mm -hmm. there are lows, right? And I'm sure you've had your fair share of lows. Mm -hmm. It's like, so what's, I guess, like what's one thing that you do to like get to, like a tangible, practical thing that you do to get out of that low? Mm -hmm. I think for me,
1: yeah, there's been lows like where I have like $20 left in my bank account, you know, and you're like, gosh, the residuals aren't coming in, and I got rent due. I found that, if I was doing something that I love or adjacent to what I love to do, then it would it would have to do for now until, like, the train gets fueled again, you know? Mm-hmm. So if there's a train stop for whatever reason it's out of your control, there's a big construction, you know, site in front of it or something, but you want to keep going. You're like, just give me the chance. I need to get over there. Like, I just need <laughs> yeah, to get... Yeah. What is taking so long, you know? Just, like, just give me a chance because it's easy to sit still and then become complicit, you know? Just, yeah. like... It's, I guess it's fine. I guess I'm not that good, or I guess I'm not that talented. I'm not, and you fall into it deeper. But you're—it's not that. It's not—it's things that are out of your control.
0: Yeah.
1: You know you have the goods. You know when given the opportunity you'll shine. Mm-hmm. But the opportunity is not happening because you're at a standstill at a construction site mm-hmm. you know and so what you try to do is like well, what can I do here while I'm going a standstill. what can I do here mm-hmm. so for me it was creating you know and like even just creating content with like friends and whatnot because mm-hmm. you don't want to waste a minute you don't want to sit behind the wheel and just wait and be like okay, I guess I'll wait <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean and just waiting for the construction to be clear in front of the train, it's like, no, what can I do here? How long do we have? We're we gonna be here for a while. How long do you think? Mm-hmm. A couple hours, days, weeks, okay,
0: <laughs> years okay. sometimes,
1: S- years, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's gonna be a second. Here's what we'll do: I'll set up camp for a bit. We're not moving, so we can utilize what we have right here. I got this, this, and that. I have friends who are also part of the train right now. They're also stuck in motion. Mm-hmm. So why don't we all get together and like work on that? So it works because for me, on my downtime where I wasn't working on something, I was creating. Yeah. So I joined forces with my writing partner, Jamie Holt and I. And you'd be surprised how much you can get done when no nothing else is taking your time. You know, and what I always think is when something is really passionate or something that matters to you and, and you're passionate about, Um, takes your time, there should be no difference between the acting or I'm just as passionate about producing or Mm -hmm. writing or singing or whatever that is. Put your focus into that and make it thrive, you know? And I guess it's hard sometimes because when you're $20 in the bank account, you know, you got to make that money. Like, how can I utilize what I already have? Coaching. I used to, like, coach, like, you know, um, young actors Mm -hmm. at camps and stuff and just, like, or do one-on-one sessions, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it's like you can be uh, an acting coach. And it's just like I still love what I do, and I'm passing down what I know is the knowledge that I learned at that age. I'm like, oh, you know what? I wish I would have known when I was like 19. Don't waste your money on expensive headshots. The photographer won't really matter. It's just like as long as it's you and it represents you and the best, the best day on your best hair day and your best visual. That's what you should focus on. Small things like that. Because I remember when I got into the business, and I was like, I have to have the best photographer. Because yeah. <laughs> the best photographer will make me look good, you know. Because mm-hmm. the photographer will know how to make me look good. And mm-hmm. you want good photographers, but there's so many good photographers out there who won't charge you your life savings. And there's like, you know, I remember when I was looking through the books at you know what's that place in Studio City where they do copies? They used to do copycat.
0: Shopper. Is it copycat? Is it copycat?
1: No. <laughs> Copy, Copy Matt. I don't know what it's called, but it's right <laughs> across <the> Universal. <laughs> And I used to have a book of photographers, right? And yeah. the best ones were, like, I remember one name. I don't know if I should say it. Or you can bleep it out. But it was, like, something like Bijon Camara, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And I was, like, ooh, that sounds so cool. And the pictures so artsy and this. And then you call for, like, a quote. And it was, like, $700. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, ooh. <laughs> And you're, like, in high school. And you're, like, I guess I don't need to go to prom. And <laughs> I guess I can just do like headshots. Just crop
0: your prompt yeah, picture. Yeah.
1: Pro- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wish someone would have told you that because no one, there's no book and guide to tell you don't nope. waste money. You know, go with someone that you like their work. Even if they are lower pricey, you'll be happy with the work mm-hmm. and the results. But also don't go and waste your life savings right off the bat. You know, yeah. work your way up to being like, I'm going to work so much that I will be able to shoot with that photographer eventually. You know what I mean? And it'll be a nice collab or it'll be a nice thing. But I remember things like that, headshots um reels like it was like you know going to places to get your reel and like spending a fortune on like it's just an edit you know just to edit your stuff all together (laughs) and so i'll be like yeah it's like 400 and it's like "Mm, that's a lot of money just to put like my three clips for my (laughs) 20 seconds on screen on an abc sitcom you know yeah but stuff like that it adds up and so Yeah, I feel like for me, it was just like those things, putting yourself in a place where you're working towards getting through the hurdle of the construction in front of the train. But along the way, you're still doing what you love. Coaching was part of what I love to do because I love to like give insight of what I know. I don't know it all, but I can give you what I know. Yeah. That's valuable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, everything, you're proactive. Like everything you do is movement forward. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Everything moves us forward. Everything is a stepping stone. Yeah. Every defeat is a stepping stone, you know, every bad news is a stepping stone because it allows you to focus on the positive. So it's like whenever you get a call and you're up for something, you're on hold and you're on hold and you get that call and it's like, yeah, they're going to go with the other choice or something. Like, and you're like crushing. Ah. And most people, and I know, and we both know, like yeah. so many people are crushed by this and myself included. Yep. But I made a choice a long time ago that I am allowed to be sad. I'm allowed to be disappointed, but I'm not allowed to dwell on it. <clears throat> I'm not yeah. i allowed to dwell on it more than a day. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's like your day is already gone. Yeah, you're sad. Get together, you know, go with friends, have a drink, talk about it, vent it out, and then the next day get back on the track. The train Mm -hmm. is in motion. Because the train is not gonna wait for you. Yeah. You know, no one's gonna look after your career like you're gonna look after your career. And that's something I learned early on. Even with agents, like I don't have no problem with going over my agents. I work. Like I when I first got started. This is so illegal, but I would get the breakdowns.
0: Give me all the illegal Yeah, Tuesdays. Oh, lanzarians. like I would, me. I would get the take. breakdowns
1: and I would get them from a source inside in an agency <laughs> and I would go through the breakdowns myself and I would email my agent. I'd be like, Hey, did you submit me for blah, blah, And they're like, how, how do you know that? Never mind that. Did you submit me for blah, blah, blah. Well, no, I just thought that, you know, the rules are a little too old for you, blah, blah, I think not because it says between blah blah, okay. blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And if I let my beer grow, I can let it grow. And they're like, Oh, Okay. Because sometimes you even think you think that your agents like they know what I'm looking for. They know how to pitch me. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I think they should. They do. But I have no problems like crossing T's and dotting I's. Yeah. because it's my career.
0: Yep.
1: It's my life.
0: Making it happen, Harvey.
1: It's me. Yep. And so no one's gonna look after you like you. Mm-hmm. No one. And people wait by the phone, and I hear stories of like actors who are like, oh, my agent hasn't called me in like six months. But it's okay. He's busy. He's busy. So I was like, he's that busy. You don't exist. Like, it's like, no, but I don't want to bother them. I don't want to, like, you know. And now, like, you know, they have other clients who are, like, series regular. So, like, I'm just lucky to be in that world. And I was like, you don't exist in that world. Yeah. And they're not calling you back. You don't exist. The way I see an agent's relationship with someone or an artist is, like, a honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. And you should always be thinking about me and you should okay. always be messaging me and you should <laughs> always be asking me how my day is going. Okay, flirt, and, right? Yeah. And the second they don't <laughs> who are you talking to? Who I are you want to? I want your self-esteem. <laughs> Give it to me. I want your confidence. Um, Actually, I... you know, I have to like learn from like what people were telling you you should see yourself as and I decided to block that and be like and it's not arrogance and it's not like cockiness, it's confidence. Yes. It's being confident in what you have. I'm not I'm not more confident and beyond what I have to offer. Yeah. What I have to offer is pretty cool. A lot. You know what I mean? And we all have Mm. a lot to offer. And so like the fact that we let people put a label or value of us, you know, on sale or whatever, they want to like put a label. It's just like, it's not cool. So just walk into the room already knowing what your product is. And then you'll walk away with the same head held up high that you did coming in every time. It just, for me, it was that. And that was a switch for me in my head. And it just shifted everything. The second I made that change is when I started booking more, getting more calls, collaborating more with people, is because you are a product. You are your own product. Mm-hmm. You are a brand. You are your own brand. And you can't go anywhere else and get this. You can't go anywhere else and get that.
0: I want you to be my therapist. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna hire you
0: as my life coach.
1: But it's you know not everyone gets in that mindset. No, they did, don't. How cool would that be? Yeah. You know, but those like you said, the highs are highs and the lows are lows. So there are those lows. You know that sometimes you're like, man, I'm trying here. I'm tr- really trying. You know. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard because sometimes you're like, it's not happening for a bit. But it's all stepping stones in the right direction. Yeah. And every defeat is a stepping stone in the right direction because you need to learn that, and then you look back and you're like. Man, I when I was so upset I didn't get that role. And then you look at the final product, you're like, whew, you know what? Thank you, universe. That was actually a blessing because you see the product. You're like, oh, that is not what I imagined. And that yeah. would have been associated with that. Yeah. So sometimes you think what's best for you, you cry about it. You're like, I really am right for this part. I'm really right for this role. And you don't get it and you cry about it. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, that's what they wanted? Oh, <laughs> I am not. No, no. Okay. You do you, girl. Yeah, okay that's not, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's it's hard to see that in the moment, but you have to, like, just know it's stepping stone in the right direction. Stepping stone in the right direction, just leading you back to the train.
0: So you're wise beyond your years, first off. <laughs> and I want to say this kind of, so really to backtrack just a little bit, how Harvey and I even came into, how I came into Harvey's sphere, if you will, <laughs> is that, so, speaking of photographers, so my wife is a photographer, obviously, and um, and you and Jen started working together, and on the you did a cover for Advocate, where you replicated—it's one of my f- <laughs> favorite—you replicated um, the cover, the Rolling Stone cover of Britney Spears, yeah, uh, when it was "Baby, Hit Me One More Time," right? And mm-hmm. she had the Teletubby, and she had the phone Telephone. with the
1: yeah, yeah. Board.
0: And you did the same thing on the Advocate, and under what I noticed under your headline, it says "Bite Me, Baby" one more time mm-hmm. because of your vampire show, <laughs> so kitschy. And um, but what it said underneath it was Harvey Guillen changing Hollywood, and I was like, "What does that mean? Like, so what? What does that mean to you? I mean,
1: changing Hollywood—that is—that's a big statement. That's a big statement. Yeah, and I don't think I that wasn't my like, mindset or my goal when I got into acting because I just wanted to do what I love and if you get to make a living off of it, how lucky are we, you uh, know? Yeah. So along the way, I was getting offers to do covers and this cover. Um, obviously it was so great. It was literally, I think Britney was trending, not because of Britney, but trending because of the amazing photo that your wife took. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's what I heard. I heard and Yeah. it was a collab. It went, it went viral. Yeah.
1: And the idea was actually like, I remember pitching it to the advocate and then, you know, they passed it over and they're like, does this sound cool? And I was like, everyone was on board because what I want to do what, at that point, I did realize that, that I had an opportunity to recreate and reimagine Historical things that we've seen, yeah. but only uh, like one dimensional, a certain style. Yeah, and so you never see a full figure person with like a crop top and open and lounging and doing that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, let's change the narrative. You know, let's people who get it are gonna get it, and people are gonna be like, whoa, that's the cover from nineteen ninety nine Rolling Stone cover. You know what I mean? And they're like, that's <laughs> the cover. That's a, it's that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, it's like (laughs) (laughs) with a drink in his hand, and he's just like holding it. And that's what it was for me. It was, and then when I do carpet looks, so I I love doing old Hollywood, (sighs) 1920s, 1930s, because you never saw someone like me on the carpet. You never saw someone like me on, you know, an old print from Metro Goldwyn Mayer as their starlet. You never saw someone like me. You're gonna see someone like me now hmm. And you're going to continue to see. And if it's not me, it's someone else who's coming after me. It's some, you know, like chubby Latino kid who's coming after me. It's a queer kid who's coming after me. It's all the people that you told were not welcome in this space. Mm-hmm. And they are welcome now. And if I have to, like, kick that door open to just make more room, then I'll use my platform for it because we're changing the narrative of that and what Hollywood is. And I pride myself and I love old Hollywood, but I wish I would have seen myself represented in old Hollywood. And I didn't. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to take like a little bit like travel trip, time travel, and we're going to go and recreate stuff that could have been me in yeah. that era. And so me on the carpet with the finger wave in 1920s. Yeah. Very Valentino, like, you know, whatever. Let's do it my way. You know, me as like a 1940s, you know. Uh, Or 1950s, like James Dean leather jacket on the car. Then let's do it. Let's see it that way. Let's change that so we can see what the possibilities were and now what the possibilities are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's, I mean, you're changing the fabric of like, I think that's what is so magnetic and attractive about you is that's, that's the, 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 there's, it's so difficult for people to, people go their entire lives without getting to that, who they really are. Right. Mm. And not only just with in their own skin, but then going one step ahead and going on a uh, on a bigger level of sharing that with others. Right. Because that's Mm -hmm. terrifying Mm -hmm. because you're putting yourself out there. Like you said, uh, you know, coming from where you came from, having the people tell you who who you were Mm -hmm. and how you're not going to work. And, you know, but, you know, you, you put that aside, which, again, very pro move. <laughs> Very prone move, but that's the el- the electricity that is you is that you do it anyway, which shatters people's um, negative beliefs about themselves. Mm. And I think, I mean, for me, when I read that, changing Hollywood, like that's 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 and I, that's why I wanted to hear your story. Like, what did, what does that mean to you? I know what it what I my perspective of what watching you, but you know, and so. From all of us here on the globe, thank you so much <laughs> 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 for doing you, for
1: doing I mean, that's you. all I can do. It's yeah. all, all we can all do. Yeah. Is literally just be ourselves. And sometimes, like you said, that takes years for people. Yeah. Lifetime, you know, maybe. Like, in this, everyone's in a different, you know, there's no taking time bomb. Like, I always think mm-hmm. about this where people... I had a, uh, a gentleman come up to me at a con, and after, and what we do in the Shadows, Guillermo comes out. Oh, please watch that show, everybody. It's, it's so good, guys. Watch it. It's so good. I can't uh, even. <laughs> he came up to me at a con. He was like 56 years old, I think it was. And he had just come out, and mm. he had a wife and kids. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, how was that received? And he's like, not well at first, but I couldn't. Keep doing it. I like, I knew this about myself, and I couldn't. And I love my kids. And I was like, well, what a great thing! Out of this marriage came these lovely, you know, children. You had a wife, a partner, and it's just sometimes we go down an avenue because we were told that that's the avenue for you. You're gonna marry your high school sweetheart. You're gonna have a couple of kids. You're gonna have a great job, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. How lucky are you? But that doesn't mean that that's who you were meant to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're meant to live this life. And so he was kind of torn, and eventually came out. Yeah. And I was like, at that age, I mean, that is like, and then made me realize there's no ticking time bomb. There's no ticking time bomb for anyone to, you can change your life today. Like today could be the beginning of the rest of your life. And yes, you might be in your early twenties. You might be in your late sixties. It doesn't matter. You can change your life today. Today could be the beginning of the rest of your life if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that we learn at different stages. Yeah. Lives, that people are like, I didn't realize that until I was 30. I didn't realize that I was 40. I learned that when I was 12 and I moved on. You know what I mean? Like, Everybody's you never know. Different. It's different for everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, before I get to these cards, because I'm so obsessed with this show, <laughs> what we do in the dark. <laughs> we do in the
1: shadows. What oh, do in the shadows.
0: <laughs> I get it wrong every time. No, I get it wrong every time. Every guest, she every did. podcast.
1: We'll be talking about it. We no. just said it. Like, well, I get it wrong every time. the night.
0: Doesn't mean I'm not yeah. obsessed.
1: I just... It's a long title. Harvey, Honestly, in her defense, it's a long Harvey, title. Harvey,
0: not just here. Every episode, yeah, yeah. every day of my life, I get something wrong. Even though in my soul I know what it is, I get it wrong. I don't know um, what. I, I don't know if it's like a, dis- a
1: disability, it's close a like it's, verbal I know, disability. Well, I know what you mean. Like, that's the thing every time you say you know, it. I know you know. I like, know what you mean. It's just like you just I hear get
0: titles wrong.
1: Other people name it, so different things. I, I saw somebody at the airport like, yell at like, hey, you're from what we vampire and i was like what we do in the the shadows and it's like yeah what we do and they can never finish it they can't finish a sentence so i don't blame you i'm not mad at you at all like i'm just yeah it takes a second it's like you really have to sound it it out
0: i've watched it so many times i'm so sorry i knew i get it wrong I knew I'd get it wrong. You're like I didn't call it the Vampire Diaries. Or, I mean, I, it's not. But anyway. Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> I mean, Lost Boys, yeah. you know, Another which is one. about. Yeah. Oh, so but in that that show, anything about vampires, you have quite the following, the cult following, which I'm obsessed with. Um, but again, so you're so comfortable in yourself. But but also with that, I am so interested in how you got to your character Guillermo, who is so captivating. And in, in any headline or any article you read, it always says how you steal. The, I mean, Guillermo just steals the show. Like it's just you're so where how did you come up? And then I'll get to these cards, but for my own personal. way, How did you come up with the, 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 the essence of that character
1: it's, for that show? What's well, funny that you say that about the articles and stuff saying like Guillermo's like a fan favorite and all that, because if you remember in season one, mm-hmm. Guillermo didn't talk a lot. Guillermo was kind of there in the background as wallpaper. Like his facial mm-hmm. expressions did all the acting because he was, for lack of a better word, a servant. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, you know, a familiar to Nandor. So he didn't talk a lot in the first season. And as the episodes progressed, the writers started giving me more and more ado. But the way that I got the part, I was invited to a wine and cheese night. My friend Mimi Michaels. Not a stage name. That's her real name. Mimi Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like an old vaudeville name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she is having a wine cheese she's in LA and she invited me and it was going to be her and her husband, her baby. She had a newborn and she um, had her brother was going to be there. It was at her brother's house. So that was going to be a small family, which I knew from before. And I got there and there was a girl I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. Her name was Yvonne. And I was like, oh, hey girl, what's up? And we had a good chat and whatever. The next day I got a text from an unknown number and it was Yvonne. She goes, hey, I hope you don't mind. I got your number from Mimi. I was like, hey, girl. And I was like, yeah, keep in touch. Bye. No, I think you should audition (laughs) for my fiance's new show. Okay. And I was like, what? And I was like, I'm not falling for that again. This is Hollywood. (laughs) No, she's like, I'm serious. They've already cast everyone except for your role. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay, yeah, what is it? What we do in the shadows? And I was like, the movie? Which I hadn't seen at the time, by the way. It was on cue to watch at home. And I was like, oh, okay. So what I do? I was like, yeah, I'll send you the info. And the casting director was Allison Jones. Who you know Allison Jones. She does everything. Everything. She's done everything. She's done like the Fresh Prince of Galera, The Office, Golden Girls, Bridesmaids, like the list goes on. Everything. Everything, everything that you've ever said, that's good. It's her. Right. And I was like, I have never gotten into her office. And I want to meet her. And I want to meet her. And this is my ticket in. This is the universe giving me a stepping stone yep. in the right direction. And I was like, I'm going to take that stepping stone. There's no, this is not by mistake. It's not by accident. And I read the script, and he was 20 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. So I don't know a lot of Guillermo's, but I was my, at the same time, This was like a dry spell. Yeah. So I was like w- with my writing partner at her place writing, so being productive with my time. And I was with her, and I was like, I don't know any Guillermo's. What would I? What am I going to wear to the audition? Where am I going to wear to the audition tomorrow? And I looked at a poster that she had on the wall, and it was a monstrous poster for uh, the Guillermo del Toro yeah. book. And Guillermo's, like, uh, you know, illustration was in the bottom. And he had a part in his hair, curls to the side, and he had these round glasses. And I was like, yeah, that's what a Guillermo looks like. Because Guillermo del looks like that. And so I parted my hair, got some Harry Potter glasses, Mm -hmm. popped out the lenses. I never do this. I never dress for the character, like full-on dress. You might wear, like, a shirt that feels like the character, you know what I mean? Yeah. But not dress. I never do that. And I got this gross brown sweater vest and this orange like pumpkin orange long sleeve shirt roll like you know pinned uh and button and and all like a top and my hair and everything and i go in and i'm like i'm here to audition for allison you know and they're like oh she's not here she's auditioning for guillermo's in london because that's where they found all the cast mostly yeah and i was like oh no I like, but she's not gonna see me <laughs> and my whole point was for me to meet allison you know mm-hmm. and then ben who's casting associate was like that's okay We'll like you know puts a microphone on me and it was one of the few auditions where like, I remember doing it and I remember just like not remember doing it because I remember looking up from finishing, I guess, and I looked up and Ben was behind the camera and he's all like, Harvey. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're done. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I started walking through the door. He goes, Harvey, wait. And I'm like, oh, he's going to say, you're going to Hollywood, <laughs> you know? And I thought, you booked it, kid. He goes, the microphone. <laughs> the microphone. he takes off the microphone off of me. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I walk out, and I'm like, oh no, I don't remember what I did. And I, my, my agent called me, was like, what did you think happened? And I was like, I think I did okay. And like in two hours, they called my agent and they have voted unanimously. Taika, Jermaine, Paul, everyone at FX. For the first time, they had other people they were gonna test, but I was the one they all unanimously voted to test me. All of them were on board for the first time. And I was like, that's so cool. So the test was going to happen. They said I was going to be the wild card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I was going to be, cause I was too young. So though you're the wild card, so don't get your hopes up, but you're the wild card. Yeah. I don't care. I was going to be Allison. I want to meet everyone. Tyka was going to be there. Jermaine. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go wild card. And I knew they started production after Marl the week. So after that Monday, yeah. this was Saturday and I hadn't heard anything about the test and they said that it might not happen. Yeah. Sunday came and I was so in a place of like, the train has stopped. The train has stopped and it's not moving. It's not happening. And I was getting to my dark of like, oh, man, this is bad. But OK, we'll think of something else to do, blah, blah, blah. And a phone number kept calling me like a 16-digit number. And I was like, who keeps calling me, ignoring it? This is my sister. I was like, just pick up the fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine. pick up with, hello. <laughs> and goes, hey, is this Javi? And I was like, yeah. Hey, it's Jermaine and Taika. You audition for us? And I was like, oh, uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to test for you. So, no, you're not testing. And I was like, oh. Thank you so much for the opportunity i wish you all the best in your future endeavors. like you know i thought they were calling to let me know that it was done yeah. and they're like no you're the mate we'll see you on set and i was like what and that was with my sister and she was dressed. Like, oh my god she like pulled over and i was like um thank you so much for uh yes i will and like hang up and i looked at her and i was like what Crazy. and then she's like what and i was like i had to call my agents and tell them that i booked it mm-hmm. and the first time in my career i called them and i was like on a sunday and like what's going on? I was like, I booked it. Like Harvey, are you okay? Where are you? And they're, like, it. It. <laughs> and they're like, I booked it. And they're like, just stay still and tell us where you are. You know. And I was like, No, I booked it. You know. And it was because uh holiday was Monday. Yeah. And by the end of day on Monday, it was confirmed. By Tuesday, I was in a fitting. And Wednesday, I was on set.
0: It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> I, love it. it's I feel feeling. Like car with you and your
1: sister,
0: like, you put it, bitch! You it! Oh my God! That's
1: exactly what my sister said. <laughs> oh my
0: God! Did you sit in the car for an extra few minutes being like,
1: "I God! was, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, what is happening? Like, I, it was surreal because uh, that's usually not the norm. Yeah, you know, no, that's not the yes. norm, and I know that's not the norm, but most of my career, my trajectory of my career has been not the norm. So why would it surprise me every time? I like the idea that it still surprises me because yeah. traditionally, and you know, traditionally I shouldn't be where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. by society standards. You know, I shouldn't be where I'm at at all, but I am, yeah. and it's not a mistake that I'm here, and it's not a mistake that I will continue to be here. And so is I like that it surprises me and it keeps it fresh. But why am I still surprised? You know, just like because that's just life. It's gonna happen organically and it should surprise you and it does and it still does and that was a major surprise moment so it surprised me but i shouldn't be surprised
0: i have a feeling you're gonna be surprised a lot (laughs) i really do and i have a feeling i'm gonna be like me and jen will be your stage moms i'm gonna get every red carpet through the paparazzi
1: like Like, that's my mom (laughs) you imagine a little button with yeah. your face on it with the number one.
0: <laughs> what position is your oh son? A star <laughs>
1: position.
0: <laughs> I want to be your mom. Anyway, that sounded weird. Okay, okay. So it. I'm gonna get so really quickly because yeah. I know we have to. You have to get going because you have another voiceover job you're getting to because <laughs> you're very in demand. So um. I just I pulled just a few questions that your fans asked you on my page because I asked them Yay. what they would like to know. And let's see. So at hike underscore sleep underscore repeat asks, how many injuries have you gotten on set? His action scenes are hilarious and badass.
1: Ooh, that's <laughs> a good one. They are badass.
0: Hold on, watch this. Who? Cool. That's why I got
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are badass, and they're a lot of work. And I'm glad that you asked that question because for the most part, people assume that that's not me. Mm. They always assume that it's my stunt double and I have the most amazing stunt double. Josh is amazing. Um, season one, he would joke around. Was like, oh, you're going to put me out of a job because he would never literally go on. But he's there to like, you know, whisper in my ear of like, yeah, so I saw what you do it right there. Make sure you don't hit the back because you might hit the, you know, like stuff like that, which he's great at. And I take pride in doing my own stunts as much as I can. There's some that I can't do because legally they won't let me. They're like, you can't roll like off the staircase (laughs) you can't do that um and I was like are you sure Because I can do that it sounds fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but I'm glad that I don't do those because you could get seriously injured I haven't got injured on a stunt per se I was doing season two the opener uh with Haley Joel Osment Mm -hmm. and we're doing a scene where he chases me in a hall and I'm supposed to go up these little steps and then fall back and then he comes and I kick him off of me and it wasn't even the rehearsal. It was like walking to, after the rehearsal, walking back to my trailer. Like I walked on the, and like I stepped my foot wrong. And I was just like, ow! And I was like, that's where you get injured? You get injured walking just like a regular human being back to your trailer, um, but not the stunt. Uh, the closest thing was we were doing this, a fight scene with Kayvon, and he had these swords. Yeah. And I had a sword, and I had a garbage, a metal garbage top, you know those yeah, ones like that? Yeah, and yeah, And I used it as a shield. And these are prop swords. And they're sharp, but they're not that sharp. But Kayvon like, brought it with such thrust that in one of the thrusts, the actual sword went through the tin. And, like It went, and I was like, and then he's so like, and he looked at me, and then he just couldn't keep it together. He just started laughing. Because it wasn't like the whole thing, but it was like definitely like the tip. you know, Just, just, the, tip, the, tip. just <laughs> the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. It, went, it went, like that, like a little bit. Enough that I could see it. And I looked at him, and I wish he would have kept it because it was so in the moment. But then he broke, and he was like, he just like started laughing. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And I was like, no. And I was like, but I'm like, hey, Vaughn, just keep going. Cause that would have been like a great take to have that it yeah. actually did it naturally. And I was like, huh. And I was terrified. I was like, was, eh. and then we keep going. Uh, but the sword was stuck in there, like the tip of it, you know? So that was the closest thing. I really, we have an amazing stunt team and they're really great. And they take above and beyond precautions for us to be, to feel safe. And this new season coming up uh, this year with season five. There's like a major like stunt sequence I'm excited for. I can't talk about it. <laughs> but it's I really yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to do the title again next time. <laughs> to yeah. Do it wrong again the next time. And I'll ask about that scene yeah. next time. In, and they'll we'll bring it back. we will yeah, play
1: back. And in the, the vampire diaries. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So next one but and all your scenes are amazing. So this one, um, I think you might have answered this one, but at sleepwalking underscore ninja. Hmm. Ask, what was your f- first audition and how did it go? Because I don't know. If we may or may not have talked about that.
1: My first audition, like a professional audition, uh, was for musical theater. <laughs> 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 was for musical theater. And I had a drama teacher who was very toxic, by the way. And we looked back at the, st- with the students who still talk to each other. we were like, that wasn't a safe environment, was it? And they're like, no, it wasn't. And then we had a really toxic high school teacher, drama teacher, um, who would make comments to, like, the girls, like, How are you going to lose weight, you know, like, stuff like that, if they're actresses, and, and to the guys, and, <sighs> um, you know, a lot of the guys who might or may have been queer, like, they literally were um, kind of embarrassed by him, like, they would out them, like, he would be like, if he wore a Gap shirt, he'd be like, and proud, like, referring to, yeah, and I was like, this is terrible, this man's terrible. So he convinced us to audition for a musical that was playing at the St. Gabriel Auditorium, He didn't tell us that we needed headshots Mm -hmm. or anything professional. So he told us about the date and everything. And he was like, yeah, just show up and audition. And I was like, do we need anything? No, you don't. You don't need anything. Just show up and be yourselves. I was like, okay. So we get to the auditorium uh, and then we find out that you need headshots. Yeah, Because we're in high school and we should have known this, but we didn't know the protocol. And then he goes, well, just draw yourself. And I was like, draw ourselves? And I was like, yeah, just draw yourself. And so me and a friend were like, her and I were like, okay, so we drew ourselves, and then like we also said they need a resume, and they're like, no, just put it in the back, like write it down. Okay, so we do all this, and we go into this audition with no sheet music for a musical. Okay. You have to okay. <laughs> now you set us up for like you know what I mean. And we show Failure. up, and I kid you not, the look on their faces, the people behind the table, they're like, hi, what are you gonna sing for us today? And being caught off guard so embarrassing to be like I don't know and they looked at each other like and they probably thought we were there like for some different reason like they probably thought oh isn't that sweet they brought someone you know like it was embarrassing and it was traumatizing because I didn't have any any sheet music and I was like oh I could sing something they're like okay why don't we why don't we sing happy birthday you know and they're like giving me a complimentary and then singing happy birthday halfway through the song I was like what am I doing like <laughs> this is so embarrassing so ill-prepared and he set us up for this you know yeah and we walked out of there red in our faces so embarrassed and we went back to him and we're like why did you make us do that he's like "We well, have to learn and I was just like you humiliated us you made us go audition and we made a fool of ourselves and now we can't ever show our face to those casting directors and produce. they think they're were a joke, like we made a, like a mockery of the process of audition, you know, and they're like, "Well, now you know," and we were like, "What a horrible human being!" But that was my first audition, and, and it could have easily traumatized me and been like, "Absolutely not! I'm never sure. doing this again! I want to crawl into a cave, you know, and never come out." And it didn't. It just made me be like, "Well, then I need to educate myself and not rely on one person's mm-hmm. like opinion and perspective, and because I would go off of whatever that man said. He yeah. was he was in Karate Kid too." He was a flower boy and they cut his scene out. Okay. So he knew the business. Okay. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he knew, he had an IMDB ah, credit. They cut his scene. He cut his scene out and he had an IMDb, <laughs> IMDB credit and I didn't know what IMDB was. And I was like, IMDB, going back to like, you know, that's, I thought he was the best because he had been in the business, he'd been on a set. And it just made me realize, don't ever rely on anyone. Yeah. Like don't ever rely on anyone that's but up, yourself. And, and it's up to you to go and educate yourself as well. And I did, and find out what a headshot was, find out what a resume was, sheet music, all of that. And so the next time I did audition, I booked it.
0: Because <laughs> you were prepared. We were prepared, yeah. Oh, boy, that's a hard lesson to learn, mm-hmm. the the ill-preparedness. Yeah. But you got to go through it. I've done that yeah. at an interview for Shake Shack. <laughs> really? <That's it. laughs> I did. I did. I so did. I went in, and they told me what to wear. They said, wear beige pants and a white shirt. Right. Yeah. I didn't do either. Okay. And then I did not get that job. Yeah. That was for the interview. Yeah. And I remember talking to a friend who's an actor. I won't mention your name. Mm -hmm. But she said, no, Sarah." I said, they they, I didn't get the job. They just told me to leave. And she said, what did you learn from that? I said, well, that I'm not supposed to work at Shake Shack.
1: And she's (laughs) like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's like, no. Try again. I was like, <laughs> "It's not my fate to work at Jay Shack. You know what I
1: mean? She's like, nah. you "No." Know I mean? I'm sorry I'm- you don't see the value of me working at Chicka. Saying, new? "Yeah, no." No,
0: she's like, "Be prepared. Don't show up to a job not prepared, or you're yeah. not getting the job." Yeah. But it was like I had to had somebody to to you know, yeah. but I had to actually tactilely go through that. To be like, oh, if you don't show up prepared, they're like next. Yeah. Because there's somebody there's that wants to work at Shake
1: Shack. We're wearing those khakis and the white shirt, you know?
0: Guarantee it. Yep. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We yep. have just a little bit left. Yep. Um, so we're gonna do our no look drawings. Okay. Right? And so pick any color. You can do any color you want. Color? None of it even matters. Okay. It is all your free form expression. All right. So while we do this, I had one last question, which kind of actually ties into a question that I asked my guest. Okay. Which is, now this person asks, actually, I'll get their name. I, that's rude of me. Mm-hmm. The, it's uh, at ju.liu. okay? Mm-hmm. He, he asks, what makes you so cool? But... The question I usually ask is, what's the most not cool thing about you? Like, cause you're obviously cool, mm, but what lot. would you say? That's, <laughs> un- <laughs> that's
1: the
0: most uncool. What's the most not you know? cool? It could be anything. I'm okay. gonna draw you while you answer.
1: I'm gonna draw you as I answer. Okay.
0: <laughs> Multitask. Multitask.
1: Okay. I yeah. can't look down, right?
0: You just did, you I no? know? But
1: I did. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh. I love it. I mean, everybody <laughs> has their own special <laughs> expression. <laughs> Yes. The wonderful Melissa Villaseñor, who's a yeah, very, very brilliant artist, yeah. very brilliant actress, bri- brilliant everything, right? Yeah. And her, and she's—I just looked down. You do she I did. I did I look, down. look down. down okay. All okay. right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Tit for tat. I yeah. get it. Yeah. E- even's even. Even's even. Too. And so, and she um, does so many illustrations, yeah. right? And when she did it, you're straight up looking at oh, this, ain't even You know what? I'm going to stop, stop mine. I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I think you I'm stop. Gonna, Good. Stop, That's yeah. fine. I don't cheat. I'm gonna That's fine. Like
0: but okay. Melissa, when she did it, she would dart her eyes. <laughs> all around. Because either A, the intimacy is too tough. It's too much. Do you know what I mean? It's intense. Yeah. It's okay, just a little free up it. lesson in I all think, of our life. I think. Why am I doing it like this? Like I can't look down. Like I'm gonna, I love i you just looking I no! guess <laughs> I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> you're drawing a okay. your peripheral oh of me. No, I, I hope no. I'm just a line. Just no, a blur. I think I nailed it.
1: And I don't want to ruin it because I think I nailed it. Actually. No, Harvey, I think I nailed knowing it. Knowing
0: you and how you work and live your life, you did nail it. I think I did, and I won't be surprised.
1: But to answer that question, what makes me uncool? Um, I don't know. I think you, it depends on what you consider uncool. You know, I am a big musical theater. Uh, Why am I still looking up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's just Not even drawing like this.
1: this. Not even drawing this anymore. Uh, what makes me uncool is that. Um, <laughs> I like musical theater a lot, and people either consider that being like, that's that's cool as fuck. But some people don't think that's cool, and they're like, I, can, I, I have friends who are like, just, can we not listen to musical theater? Like, on the right there, just like that. It's like, I guess that's uncool, <laughs> but I think it's cool. So I think, I to double-edged sword it, I think what makes me cool and uncool at the same time.
0: Boom! That's what's up. Yeah. that's how And it I'm okay with that,
1: because I really do like musical theater, and uh, I, I appreciate it so much. I think they're the hardest working performers out there to do eight shows a week. And we'll never see like the same accolade that a movie star or yeah. TV star does. But like they are, I mean, those dancers. What are you gonna dance to? You're like Crush thirty, it. and then their knees give out. You know, it's yeah. just, like a hard gig, eight shows a week, jumping yeah. around. So I would say that's what makes me cool and uncool. I'm not like other actors. I'm a like uncool cool <laughs>
0: actor. <laughs> you are boo. Uh, All right, here's okay. what we're gonna we're gonna show. I already, Wait, no, show me. I no, me. No, no, no. So let me tell you this. Are you not supposed to we, look at it? No, I no, look we'll look at oh, okay. it. But I just looked at mine, and this has no representation of actually what your <laughs> no, gorgeousness... No, I'm going <laughs> to
1: Let me see. You go first.
0: They all look... My, all my c-
1: <laughs> what is happening with my mouth? <laughs> Why do I have... What... I look <laughs> like a, I look like the what's the creature from Futurama with the blah 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 blah, blah with the it's tentacles. A, what has is this nothing to do with what. What is what? And my nostrils are up here next to my eyeball. That's what I'm saying. That's pretty you cool. You know what? The- art is
0: art. Art is art. art. Is okay, art. ready for mine? Okay, I'm ready, Harvey. Give it. Pretty simple, but. Uh huh. That's um you know what I say this every <laughs> podcast, but I really mean it this time. I might get that tattoo. That, no. <laughs> I really mean it. Like that is It's gonna so, be like Daria
1: vibes from Daria what's up. It's gonna be Daria vibes. I,
0: Look, I can't tell if that's my eyebrow or just my eyes closed. And just like this, I can't tell if that's my mole or if that's the pupil of my eyeball. But look at you. I a mean, yeah. right here, right? See? Beauty or mark. it could have been my pupil. Like your pupil. You're the but only person to say I have a beauty mark. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now you signed that, and the deal okay. is we're going to put that up for bid. We haven't gotten that going because I have so many um, beautiful uh, portraits of all of our uh, phenomenal artists. Um, but that will go to Harvey's organization, charity. I can't even say organiza- organization, charity of your choice. Yeah. Um, so, we will, Harvey will give back in that way. Now, Harvey, you have, before we go, first off, where can people find you and know more
1: about you? On the streets. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> uh, you can find me on socials. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, just my full name, Harvey Guillen. So, at Harvey Guillen.
0: Great. And you have your. Your movie's out, Puss in Boots. It's out,
1: Puss in Boots now. You can watch it in theaters or you can watch it. Actually, I think just yesterday, you can watch it at home cinema. So you can watch it on demand. So you can do that. That'd be great to take a look at that. And uh, also, I have this really great new show on Apple uh, Plus. It's called Shape Island and it's based on the books. Um, It's really cute. If you love Stop Motion, that took us like two years <sighs> to make that. So you should definitely check that out. And a whole brand new season of What We Do in the Shadows comes out later this year.
0: What we do in the shadows, we if you haven't checked it, it's kind of like the office yeah. meets like it's, yeah, it's vampires. A, definitely like
1: vampires in the office. I think would be a good yeah, it's different a good description of it.
0: Yeah, I feel like now uh, I'm calling it
1: what we do in the dark because you called it. Do you know what I'm dark. saying? Yeah. I am really what we do in the dark, and then what we do in the night, what we do, yeah, <laughs> just replace it. Replace
0: what we somewhere. do in the, in the closet, what we do. <laughs> In the shadow in the box. Shower, in the showers. We do what in the we showers. do when we when our hours are closed? Yeah. What we do with a pillow what over we do our face? What about beauty mark? <laughs> <Harvey> <laughs> Gann, I adore you. Please, I could talk to you forever. You are just a gift that I could keep opening up, and it's just a black hole of giving gifts. You really? <laughs> I've been are. told that I you am really a deep black hole. No! Pink. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get in Harvey's deep black hole. Is that too too much or okay? <sighs> I- I adore you. Thank I, you. you are an a, such an inspiration of, of freedom in your own body, of movement, of proactivity, of creativity. creativity, uh, Sparkle. Ooh, you are a that. sparkle. So sparkle. thank mm. you. Keep on shining. And I can't wait to be more surprised and more surprised and more surprised.
1: Thanks, And mama. I'll forever
0: be your red carpet mama.
1: Yay! Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. Hobbit! Go Havoc! Go yeah. Hobbit! Go Hobbit! <laughs> <have> <Yeah. laughs> Girl. It's my mama. <laughs> 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 ah! <coughs> oh I wish. My gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. That's a wrap. That's pretty good, actually. I'm another one. I, like, I actually,
0: mean, Harvey, I'm not kidding. This probably almost, would probably be my I favorite. I feel like I would
1: house. see this like, in someone's home. Like it's simple, but it's like
0: that's what I mean. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it really like a good it tattoo.
0: I, on my neck. <laughs> Cover on my old lady neck Go
1: into so the shop Like what are you looking for This, this? <laughs> ah!
0: Hey everybody You want more Not Cool? Then go to Instagram And subscribe to Not Cool Pod And or on my own personal page Which is Sarah Highland Rosenstein And to watch the full videos of the podcast Subscribe to the Comedy Store channel on YouTube And please don't forget to rate and review And of course subscribe Thanks for listening and watching, you guys. Stay not cool.